This is episode 654 for December 2020, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. That opening song was a George recommendation uh, from the band Drowning Pool, and it's Let the Bodies Hit the Floor, because we're talking about the Punisher. Uh, So he's in this fight club along with Doc Ock going up against Spidey. Before we get there to that episode, I want to thank people that made this episode possible for you to listen to. They logged on to patreon.com slash crawlspace. And uh, perk is they get their name right in front of every episode. So a big thank you goes out to Ghost Spider 2018, JR, Robert, Scott, Frazetta Hulk, Fre- Frederick, James, Jimmy D, Josh, Kelly, Laura, Muhammad, Noah, Patrick, Sarah, Scott, Vinkman, Will, hashtag something good for you, Andrew, Anthony, Bob, Craig, Dowd, Datboy, Donnie, Eric, Avinji, Jeffrey, Gru Comics. Afskimo, Ira, JB, J, Jared, John J, John P, Curtis, Matthew, Michael K, Patrick, Ricky, Shane, Stephen, Stuart, Symbiobro, uh, Toby Z, Nick. So again, thank you to each and every one of those. They logged on to patreon.com slash crawlspace and they helped me pay the bills and they help you listen to this episode. So... One more time, patreon.com slash crawlspace. All right, our Friday night fight for December is coming up right now. Hey, crawlspacers, welcome to our last Friday night fight of December with George. What's going on, George? Technically, isn't this our only Friday night fight of December? Our, I'm sorry. It's our last fight of 2020. You're right. We do one a month. You want me to do a take two, or we roll with it? <laughs> Screw no, it. We're rolling I, with it. I, I, I enjoyed rolling with it because you know I get to make fun of you. Yeah, I know, I know. All right, and we also have someone who also likes to make fun of me. Jr. just wrapped up a couple of spider histories a second ago. Yes, and now I'm going to sit back and relax, and I'm going to let the 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 tone the tone of George Barrowman, you know, yeah. regale me with uh, the fisticuffs. Uh, of uh, Spider-Man. So that's funny. Uh, all right, here we go. Amazing Spider-Man annual number 15, Denny O'Neill and, uh, Frank Miller, 1981. Uh, good looking cover. Yeah. This Punisher. Is a, yeah. It's a really good, really good cover. And, uh, and Doc Ock, uh, enjoying a cup of Joe. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, this is Denny O'Neill. This is one of the, I think better, uh, Spider-Man uh, outings that Denny O'Neill had. Yeah. Um, the story, I don't know. It, it, for me, it doesn't work in a couple of places. Uh, but yeah. at the same time, it's it's it for, for the you know it is it, it's good for the time period it came out in. As uh, the young me enjoyed this tremendously. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, the st- in, in this one we really it's kind of a two for one. We get we get two fights for the price of one. Yeah. Actually, by we get way, like we get a uh, go ahead. By, by the way, thank you, Vinkman, for a super chat. Oh, uh, he first read the story in the trade paperback Spider-Man's Greatest Team-Ups, which I got for Christmas in '96. Yep, yeah. there oh, you go. Cool. Thank you, Vinkman. Thank you very much, sir. All right, so uh, yeah, we get we get two fights in one. Actually, we get uh, we get like three, three and a half. I don't know. There's a lot of fighting. This thing is action packed. What's an annual? You, you, you just paid. How much was it? A cover price? Yeah, but not, not all annuals are action packed. They're not. Yeah, no, they're not. they're not. They're really not. Um, but yeah, you, so they you, should be, they should be, they should keep the trend of what Ditko did in the first annual. That was nonstop fighting. 
So, so we, we always try to give a little context as to what's going on because uh, context is, you know, or, or going into the overall story and, you know, going, bringing it, bringing it down panel by panel is not what we do here on, on Friday night fight that we leave that for, uh, we leave that for the amateur hours, uh, you know, uh, like in spider history. Oh, you're but, a jealous, bitter man, George. For, I think uh, it's the hair. I think the lack of hair is me. Oh, you, you know, you're jealous of my, my yeah, still check uh, out that silver mane up there on the top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, we give a little context here. You've got, you've got some stuff going on at the Beagle where Jonah's like, ah, I need, uh, something, I need something, uh, I need something new for our typical Spider-Man threat or menace, uh, thing that we run, you know, every day. And then Robbie's like, gee, Jonah, people are probably really tired of this because it sucks. <laughs> That's not what Robbie says. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling a JR on you right there. Uh-huh. But it, but but uh, Robbie does say Jonah. People are come on. People are probably getting tired of this, and and so Jonah's like, all right. Well, what else we got? Well, Ben Yurick and Peter are working on a story, and by working on a story, they mean Ben Yurick's working on the story, and Peter's just there with a camera. So what they're going to see is they're going to see uh, this guy named the Great Turan, who's going to do the Dim Mac. On, uh, who's going to pull the dim Mac on, on uh, this, this poor woman and then, and then pull the dim Mac back so that she doesn't die. For those of you who are like, what, what the hell is dim Mac? This is like Benny Hinn. Dim Mac, dim Mac is, is the, is the touch of death in martial arts. <laughs> the supposed touch of death in martial arts. If you go back and and look at the old Marvel comics and see those ads from Count Dante, the world's you know the deadliest man alive, you know the guy with the like big hair and the crazy beard. So a lot of Marvel ads back in the day for for his fighting school. And if you ever get the chance, I highly recommend you go back and read about the life of Count Dante because good God Almighty, <laughs> this this is how this story has not been made into a movie. I I don't know. Wow. But Count Dante, his his biography, he lived a short life. He, he was only 36 when he died. But I mean, no, when you when you've loved and lost the way Count Dante had. Woo! Anyway. But but it's kicking like a mule from a certain state. Brad, go back to that panel. Which one? The oh the the, the panel where Peter's with his camera. Oh okay. hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right his there. spider sense is kicking. Something kicking like a Missouri mule because Denny O'Neill and I are from Missouri. There you go. So anyway, we don't hold that against him. So anyway, when you get a chance, go back and read about the life of Count Dante, who appeared in a lot of Marvel ads back in the day. All right. Well, not Marvel ads, but ads in Marvel. I Mm -hmm. I guess I should correct myself on that. So, yeah. So the people are there to watch this do do the touch of death on this cow. Man, and then, and then like he's gonna direct negative energy into her, and if he doesn't reverse it with positive energy, she'll be dead in three days. <laughs> so the Punisher happens to be there, and so the Punisher he's had enough. The Punisher takes this guy out before he can put the positive energy back into her. <laughs> and I'm reading this, and I'm like, okay, I get the Punisher wanting to kill this guy. Uh, because he's, uh, you know, he's doing, he's doing the dim Mac. He's got to be horrible, but then he kills him before he can put the positive energy back into her. 
And I'm like, Punisher, let's talk. Let's let's talk about the mo here. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute now. Just hold off on the bullet. But you you, yeah. you figure out what 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 Punisher's really thinking is going on later on. Now now Peter in the meantime is there. So once once the the Punisher's sniper rifle goes out, and he uses a sniper rifle from like a curtain that is like he's like maybe 15, 20 feet away from this guy, and he's yeah. using his sniper rifle. And I'm like, all right, whatever, it's comics. Look at that, <laughs> it's huge. You know, whatever. And uh, I remember though this. I remember this panel of this guy getting shot by the Punisher because like yeah. I remember it stuck out to me as a little kid. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. You know this. Oh wow, that's that's. You know that's some some stuff right there, but um, but yeah, you've got Peter. You know, as the crowds, you know, running around in panic. Peter's, you know, uh, getting stripping down out of his uh, out of his street clothes, going into Spider Man mode, and uh, and even he's thinking, oh, you know, uh, you know what's what's going on, uh, you know, or, or no, hang, I, I'm ahead of myself. Uh, dear listeners, pardon me, I, I, I'm thinking ahead of uh, of a couple panels anyway. Um, but yeah, Spider Man's like, dude, you know, uh, this this gal doesn't have the uh, doesn't have the the, the reverse dim mac. This, this poor girl's gonna die. Anyway, so he goes after Punisher, uh, and he winds up like going after Punisher, and he kind of tr- tries to kick him, yeah. you know, and and Punisher dodges out of the way. Spider Man takes out a chimney, yeah, <laughs> like just Ooh, takes the yeah. chimney out, like the chimney's gone, yeah. Punisher, meanwhile, is flipping around, uh, shooting at Spider-Man, and he manages to shoot Spider-Man. And I like this because he's actually explaining how – I mean, while he's like fi- about to fire at him, he takes his time and anticipates where Spider-Man's going to jump, and bam, pops him. Right in the web shooters. Both web shooters are out. I mean, just gets him boom. No, he didn't shoot him. He shoots him in the chest. Well, no, he's – I've got the panel up right now. He's got him right in the web shooters. Oh no! I'm talking about like after this, Brad. I'm talking oh, about okay. when, he, when he shoots him later on in the story. Sorry, sorry Brad. Sorry. Please try to keep up. <laughs> okay, I see the panel you're talking about. Uh, yeah, he, he shoots him right in the chest. Shot yeah. him in the web shooters, and also then blasted him right in the chest. And he there you him go, right in the right in the bread. And even Spider Man's like, "Oh God, he shot me! I'm going to die." No doubt, he's. You know Look at and, that, and this goes to you know this just goes to remind you know to remind you, even though the Punisher is just a dude with a gun. You know, yeah. like a lot of people try to write him off fast. This guy is a skilled combatant. Yeah, you don't mess with him. You He'll don't kill yeah. you. There's a reason he's the Punisher. I mean, like, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're some goon on the street or even a superhero that gets in his way. I mean, he can he can hold his own. So yeah. why hasn't he killed the Kingpin yet? Uh, well, I mean, for narrative purposes, Jr. I mean, oh, you know, okay. <laughs> if, you know, I mean, if it, shot in the web shooter, <laughs> it, why hasn't Batman killed the Joker? I mean, like, we're, we're you know, we wouldn't have this fifty-year legacy story with the two of them. We yeah. Joker would have been somebody that died in forty-one. <laughs> not not nearly as cool, Jr. Fed and you try to keep up. All right, uh, but the Punisher talks to Spider-Man. After he thinks he's dying, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead and take a story, Brad. No, no, no. I'm, I've got the panel right here for you. There it is. I was setting. You I up. can't see it because I'm I'm going no. through it on my end. Sorry, so I sorry, don't sorry. see anything that you're doing. I don't okay. see you getting behind in the story. Oh, stop it! I'm trying. Right. I was trying to help you out, jackass. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. So, so Spider-Man thinks he's going to die, and Punisher yeah. tells him, "Relax. It's a mercy bullet. It's just meant to stop you. It's not. Uh, you know, it's like you shot him with a rubber bullet. Right. right? Exactly. Just knocked the wind out of him. Yeah. Then he throws a gas grenade at him. Uh, and then Spider-Man like winds up destroying another chimney trying to get away. 
right? <laughs> like when it comes to chimneys today, Spider-Man is, is public enemy number one. Yeah. So Punisher manages to get away. And uh, so the, the story's blowing up now on the bugle. Uh, ben Yurick's phoned it in from uh, from a phone booth. Meanwhile, we go to the morgue where Count Turan, the guy that did the Dim Mac, the finger of death, uh, where his body is. And the morgue attendant is like, man, this guy's got a nice ring. He won't miss this. Out, ouch. The guy pricks himself with the ring and dies. Right as Punisher shows up. So Punisher is like, yeah, he, he leans down, checks this guy. He's like, yeah, it's poison. And then Punisher whips out a knife to cut the ring off of his <laughs> finger. You know, because Punisher and, – and here we get the hint that like Punisher knew that Dim Mac was nonsense and, and that he suspected it was some kind of poison thing going on. So you know, we, we get his inner monologue, and he's about to cut this, this ring off. And then he just gets his ass whooped completely by Dr. Octopus. Yeah. Jumping Boom. in from behind. Dr. Octopus coming to the morgue to, uh, to, to fetch the ring before the Punisher can get it. Yeah. Punisher, I mean, he barely even knows what's happening to him. He, yeah. His ass is kicked that bad. And then Dr. Octopus is like, ah, I'll kill you later. And I'm like, you, you idiot. You, you fool. Yeah. You know? So anyway, so, so Dr. Octopus knocks Punisher out, gets the ring. Uh, it's actually a pretty cool fight, even though Punisher gets, you know, I mean, it's, it's over in a few panels, but I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, that first panel of, uh, of Dr. Octopus, you know, hitting him in the face with the, with the tentacle is, is pretty impressive. Yeah. So Spider-Man goes to shake down one of the people that were working for the great Turan. Um, this, you know, tubby guy who's like uh, drinking, you know, cheap. What is it? it looks like a bottle of old granddad or something out of the desk. I don't know. Uh, but Spider-Man shakes him down, learns that this guy and his brother were supposed to deliver to deliver this poison to somebody else. And then they figured they could do a side hustle with the whole Dim Mac scam. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, okay, well, what? I have so many questions right now. <laughs> like, who hired you to get this poison? How did you have? How did you? How did you have this, this this specific type of poison, which apparently somebody else wants to purchase? How, how did you have that laying around in quantities? You know, who are you? Anyway, we don't get those questions asked. Yeah, or answered. Pardon me, and not asked or answered. So Spider-Man, you know, finds out. Okay, all right. This is this is what this is what's going on. There's there's people trying to sell poison. All right, I got to figure out. I got more work to do. So Punisher later on winds up catching up with this same guy at the pier. Is this guy supposed to be dropping off the poison? He he gets there too late. The guy drops off the poison, and then Punisher kind of you know just smacks him around and ostensibly takes out this guy's brother as well because the guy mentions his brother. Um, meanwhile, Doctor Octopus is calling the mayor. And is saying, oh, hey, Mr. Mayor, by the way, I'm about to kill five million people. And then after I've killed the, these five million people, I'm going to call you again after that, and you're going to give me $20 million in gems, or I'm going to kill another five million people. Yeah. And uh, and so while, while Dr. Octopus is on the phone, Punisher, who, remember, was on the pier, follows the poison canister down manages to get inside dr octopus's lair i'm assuming he got in there before the hatch closed because dr octopus's lair is like in the harbor right it's like underwater so punisher's gonna jump out at dr octopus dr octopus goes ahead and manhandles punisher one more time with the tentacles for good measure and then pours poison down his throat yeah and then he tells him ha ha it works within the hour and i'm like well wait a minute if it works within the hour 
<laughs> Why is that girl still alive at the hospital? Because Spider-Man's like, oh, God, I got to find uh, the we got to get the dim Mac into this girl. Yeah. You know, so it's it's he pours the poison down Punisher's throat. Punisher's grabbing his face because yeah. apparently it makes your face smoke. <laughs> he pours it down his, you know, and then he's just ah, like like his face is on fire with acid or something. Mm hmm. And then Dr. Octopus is uh, finishing up, you know, okay, Mayor, good to talk to you. All right. I uh, hope, you, hope you're not one of the people that dies because I need my money. Um, and then Spider-Man punches through the side of Dr. Octopus's blow water mm -hmm. player. Just punches through the wall and the water starts rushing in. And I'm thinking, how is everyone in there not dead from yeah. the pressure? What is happening? <laughs> I, had, I had so many questions. I was so in the yeah. weeds, like David S. Pumpkins. I was in the weeds <laughs> rereading this issue. That's funny. So Dr. Octopus tells Spider-Man, look, Punisher's dying. <laughs> I had some laughs. Adios. Dr. Octopus gets away. While, while this underwater base is starting to fill with water and Spider-Man starts to try to figure out the antidote from Dr. Octopus's notes. Oh, and also Punisher starts trying to kill him because he's freaking out. Yeah. There's a lot happening in this scene. Spider-Man's literally trying to come up with an antidote while, while Punisher's like trying to hit him with a chair, you know, like yeah. jumping at him, you know, hitting him, hitting his head up against the door. This is crazy. Look at Spider-Man doing all this science stuff, dodging fists. Love you it. Can, you can see why, why as a kid, I was all yeah. about this story. It's like, oh my God, there's so much happening in here. And as a grown up, I have questions. He's got a Bunsen beaker on the end of his foot right here in this panel. Look at this. That's it's great. Crazy. So, uh, so Spider-Man manages to make the anecdote. They're like waist deep in water at this point. Yeah. Spider-Man Spider don't care. Spider-Man wrestles uh, Frank Castle, pours the anecdote in his mouth, and Castle's had enough. He's like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out, dog. Nighty-night. <laughs> Punisher's <laughs> going. Bye-bye, punny. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so meanwhile, <laughs> Spider-Man's like, what, you know, what's, he's trying to figure it out. He's like, what, what's going on? What's going, what, how is Dr. Octopus going to kill 5 million people? Yeah. How did how is that exact number arrived at? Oh my God, I've got it. I know what Dr. Octopus is going to do. So what's Dr. Octopus's plan? He's going to kill five million people by putting the poison into the ink of the Daily Bugle, which ostensibly has five million readers daily. Ah, got so he's, it. He's going to kill everyone that reads the Daily Bugle. Yeah. All right. So you've got Jonah watching the presses run, feeling pretty big about himself, while Dr. Octopus wrestles some poor ink worker or printer or whatever this poor yeah. guy is in the hard hat, wrestles him away to go over to start trying to put the poison into the ink. But Spider-Man's there. Spider-Man's there. He manages to, uh, to get the jump on him, webs the canister, pulls the canister back from Dr. Octopus, and punches or uh, kicks him in the face. Yeah. Like real hard, and Doctor Octopus is making that, ooh, you know, that kind of a blowfish face, like when you get kicked real hard. <laughs> yeah. And I love, I, I love the way I'll give, I'll give him this because this is one of Frank Miller's early like Marvel efforts. Yeah, I really liked the way that like he was doing Doctor Octopus and the tentacles. Mm -hmm. I thought yeah. it was really cool. Uh, we've got that one panel where like uh, Spider-Man's ducking out of the way as all four tentacles are like slamming the wall behind him. It made me think of that one burn cover. Oh, Web 4. Yeah, it, yeah, it, from Web 4 when Spider-Man's like yeah. doing this and there's – That's a great cover. You don't see Doc Ock at all. Just the tentacles No, attack. just the tentacles. And it, this yeah, may be it's good. 
Yeah. So, uh, so Spider-Man's, you know, trying to get the, the ink away from Dr. Octopus and save 5 million people. And of course, Jonah objects. Yeah. Jonah's like, ah, you can't do this. You know, you're interfering with the press. This is gone too far this time. So Spider-Man and Dr. Octopus are having this deadly game of cat and mouse. Dr. Octopus is chasing Spider-Man, trying to get the, the poison canister. They're, they're throwing reams of paper around. Yeah. You know, and Spider-Man's like dodging out of the ream of paper. Uh, Jonah is up on the uh, like a walkway up above all the printing presses and stuff. The walkway gets hit with one of these reams and collapses. And I'm like, how strong is this walkway to begin with? Although those reams probably weigh a lot. Yeah. In, in fairness. So Spider-Man's got got Jonah. He stops Jonah from like falling to his death. And now he's swinging around trying to get Jonah to safety. All the while, Dr. Octopus is trying to kill him with the tentacles. Yeah. There's, there's a lot going on here. It's no really doubt. cool. That's and a good looking panel. Yeah. At one point, I mean, like, like Spider-Man is so tied up that, that Dr. Octopus is just leaning against the rail casually while yeah. his tentacles are trying to, are, are trying to get Spider-Man. Yeah. And, uh, so, so finally Spider-Man and Jonah hide beneath like the paper, you know, that, that's being printed, you know, as it rolls out or whatever, mm-hmm. they're, they're hiding underneath there and Spider-Man's like, please, God, will you shut up so I can, I can pull off the school maneuver. <laughs> All right. So, so Dr. Octopus tears through the paper, sees them and is like, ha I have you. Spider-Man grabs two of his tentacles and throws them into the paper rollers. Uh-oh. And then Dr. Octopus immediately starts getting funneled into the paper rollers by his tentacles. And I'm like, okay, now, first of all, uh, real talk, the, the little kid in me would have noticed this. The adult in me is like, wait a minute, hang on. This is going to wreck the rollers before it kills Dr. Octopus. These things are made out of what? Titanium? Yeah. Right? Anyway, but that's that's the adult me. All right. That's uh, that's the adult. The kid is like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the sugary part of that mini wheat is like, oh, my God, there's so much happening here. This is so cool. Yeah. The adult mini wheat, you know, the wheat part is like, oh, wait a minute here. Hang on. This doesn't that up. Anyway. So while he's getting pulled forward in the roller, Spider-Man takes time to say, don't worry, I'm not going to kill you in the rollers. I'll turn these off, but I'm going to have it get, you know, you over here to me so I can punch you and knock you the hell out. Mm-hmm. Which he does in one hit. Boom. Swat. Could have been snot. Because he gets <laughs> him right in the face. Yeah. And then um, next we see, I mean, that's it. Lights out. Lights out. Yeah. Rock, rock, push. Decision Spider-Man. Epilogue. Epilogue here. We see Frank Castle webbed to a, uh, to like, I, I don't know, like, you know, like a, like a beam on one of the piers. And he just, he exerts himself and leans forward and breaks the, be- breaks like the beam. Yeah, that's strong. I mean, I'm like, dude, uh, wow. I mean, yeah. I knew Punisher was like, you know, always physically strong, but I, I didn't know he was like, this is, this is something like Batman would do. Right. You know? Yeah. But then the, uh, but then the cops show up and the cops are like, oh God, it's Punisher. And then Punisher's like, nope, I surrender. I don't kill cops. And yeah. so the cops are like, oh, thank God. By the way, you're under arrest. Yeah. And, and then they haul him away. And I think, I think. I think he's gone up until Speck. Uh, well, no, Speck. He sh- started shooting people that were jaywalking. He went crazy, didn't he? No, didn't no, he no, no. Tri- that was trial. That was, no, it was like eighty-three. Was it? Next time I can think of the next Punisher. Help me, Jr. 
there there was a um, there was a story i mean trial of the punisher in spectacular spider-man um but i don't remember but i know that what you're talking about he was shooting at jaywalkers and like he he was going crazy um I and then i think honestly and then i think after that is when they came out with the five hundred, the five part miniseries, yeah. which yeah. kind of redefined. So this is eighty one. The one I'm talking about in spec was about eighty three. Was it? And uh, the mini was eighty seven, I think. Because I started thinking like we didn't see him again until the mini. No, he he was he was with Cloak and Dagger. Oh, okay. I don't remember that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. the king. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he yeah. was in. He was. That was in spectacular. He was yeah. acting crazy, and he attacked the kingpin, and the kingpin knocked him out, but didn't kill him. You know, because he wasn't worth. You know, the kingpin didn't think he was worthy of killing him, and that's when he went to jail. Then we had the trial of the Punisher. Yeah. Then we had the big mini, uh, and then the big mini where forever. they explained that well, he'd had been drugged or whatever, so he's acting yeah. crazy. So it, yeah, I guess basically they kind of retconned and, Matt, and the Matt Punisher says- was in. Damn, now this is a comic that was worth the price of admission. I would agree. This is a good one. This is chock full. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. there's there's questions. I mean, I have yeah. I have many questions with this issue. Yeah. But um, but at the same time, there was so much going on here. I mean, you had you had the dim Mac. Yeah. <laughs> death. Yeah. You know, you have the, the you got the Punisher, you got Dr. Octopus. A, you got fat people drinking cheap whiskey. There's yeah. a lot of stuff happening in this yeah. issue, man. Um so let's go over who won the fight. Spider-Man kicked Ox ass. So Spider-Man wins that fight, right? Spider- Spider-Man does not win this issue. I mean, he, I, yeah. I think, I mean, overall, yeah, he stops the bad guy and okay. he wins the fight with Dr. Octopus, but Punisher kind of schooled him. Yeah. 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 Punisher hit, him, got better up. hit him in the chest and scared him, knocked mm-hmm. him up against the ring. So, so Punisher can beat Spider-Man, but he can't yeah. beat Dr. Octopus. Punisher can't. Doctor yeah. Octopus can be Punisher, can't be Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Spider Man can beat everybody except Punisher. There's a couple things since we got a little bit. Uh, well, yeah, we got we got a little bit of time now. Uh, we've yeah, got. I don't in, know why you scheduled these for an hour. It's okay. We can we can chat it up a little bit. I like in the back of this annual. It, it's this goes along with Fight Club. It says how strong is Spider Man, and I don't know who did the art. Oh, who, we can see the art down here. Who does it say? Bob Layton did the art. So I don't remember Layton doing much Spider-Man, but you, you rank where Spider-Man falls in the strength of the Marvel universe. So he's not in the Hulk or Thor or Hercules category. No, Uh, he's not in the thing or the Submariner. Uh, He's in the super medium weights. Yeah. Which includes ghost rider, Colossus, silver, silver surfer. Really? I didn't think he'd be in the super medium weights. No, I uh, no. Silver Surfer's way above that. Silver but, Surfer just on the baseline level is strong as uh, the Hulk before he gets mad. Yeah, and Luke Cage, uh, Black Goliath, She Hulk, and and uh, I mean, dude, I, I, Silver Surfer was a defender at this time. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So let's see who's uh, less powerful. So Spider Woman. There you go. Oh, and Captain America's at the back end. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Oh my God, I forgot they had Aquarian on there. Where's Aquarian? That's oh, the guy right here. Top. That's the guy that looks like Jesus. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh my lord. Yeah. Oh, Aquarian. I haven't thought of him in years. But Mark Grunewald wrote this, so he he's the one that wrote the Marvel uh, Universe uh, handbooks back in the day. So mm-hmm. this is this may be a for, and we also have a nice little uh, diagram written by Roger Stern, 
and uh, yeah, we get uh, these Peter, every now and then. Yeah, Peter Parker's pad. Remember the giant Indian in the back, and we've got the the spool of what did they put on those? Like, oh, I forget what he used that as a table. But you see his uh, living room and apartment. Yeah, you know the thing is, and I don't know what annual it was because I tried to find it. But actually, said what street Peter Parker's apartment was on? Yeah, in Chelsea, uh, because it says he's. Just, I remember it said he's just off XX Street. So when you're in New York, looking yeah. up, and I, I think I know where it is because I've, I've. The thing is, Chelsea doesn't look like it did in Peter Parker in. Peter, when Peter lived there. Yeah. But, uh, oh, Oliver says Leighton wrote and drew ASM 262, the photo cover. Okay. Yeah. He also, I think he did an Iron Man issue with uh, Spider Man guest starring on his second run. But the, the fans are disagreeing that Cap is way more powerful. 410 Chelsea. There you go. Oliver says, JR. I mean, are we, if we're talking physical power, Cap, uh, Cap is in the, the one ton range. Okay. Yeah. He can so, eat. Or at least at the, at the time this was going on, because at the time yeah. this was going on, uh, you had the official handbook of the Marvel Universe going on, um, or shortly thereafter. Yeah, shortly and after. Then, yeah. And then you had the uh, the Marvel superhero role-playing game, mm. which took its stats from Marvel. Yeah. And that's how I knew early on that like Hulk could bench press 100 tons. There you go. And, you know, aside from you know, like Marvel handbook, you had – Basically, it was like the role-playing game was like just kind of pulled from, right. from the handbook. So um, the first fight was Punisher versus Spider-Man. Well, the first fight technically is Punisher blowing a dude away with a sniper rifle. Okay, Punisher won that when one. He, when he's doing the Dim Mac. Yeah, the Dim Mac. Second fight, Spider-Man, Punisher. You give that one to Punisher, right? Because Spider-Man. Punisher wins that fight. He yeah, does. Yeah. Hands down, he wins that, he wins yeah. that fight. Second uh, yeah. fight is Doc Ock versus Punisher. Doc Doc Ock wins. That's a one-sided ass whipping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Third fight isn't that a, that's Doc Ock and Punisher again? Yeah, it's, and it's Doc, Doc Ock, Ock Punisher round two. Yeah. Doc Ock again wins. Doctor Octopus kicks his ass while he's talking on the phone. <laughs> I I, I want to now uh, now now. Granted, this is this is early on in Punisher's career. Yeah. 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 Yeah, now, now this is eighty-one, so that we're like Punisher was in Nam less than ten years ago. <laughs> All right, he has seen yeah. some things, but he hasn't—he yeah. doesn't have the experience yet of fighting people like Doctor Octopus, correct? Who literally kicks his butt while talking to the mayor on the phone. Yeah, yeah. Second fight: Spider-Man versus Punisher. Spider-Man wins, and he Punisher gets his ass kicked. As he creates an antidote. <laughs> well, I, I mean, is this really a fight? I mean, I mean, he's just kind of flailing around, you know, like he's while drugged. he's while he's so drugged. He, yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. That's like a pre. That's like when. That's like a the, the thing where like you're fronting each other at the way in. Yeah. You know, final fight of this issue because there's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of there's a lot of action going on here. Spider Man versus Doc Ock versus the printing press. <laughs> and I really do like the Frank Miller art. Oh, I did too. Uh, in this fight, uh, I love the way that he did the tentacles. Um, and that one where he's getting pulled into the roller, you kind of see some shades of how his artwork is going to like you know be like later on because it's all two tone and it looks really cool. Um, but this no, the, yeah, it's this uh, is the Frank Miller stuff I like. I don't like his current stuff. Uh, kind of like John Romita Jr.'s. I don't think it's as good as, as strong as his earlier stuff. But I mean, look at this panel where he's he h- hits him right in the jaw. I mean that's beautiful. Oh yeah, it's a good. It, and look at look at the power there in, in Spider-Man's frame. Yeah. 
Look at all those tentacles all around. It's just that's a beautiful right. that's, looking that's, shot. Uh, that's Romita esque right there is what that is. No, it's like beautiful. Romita Senior esque. Very beautiful. Yeah, but uh, I don't know why we didn't cover this fight sooner, to be honest with you. It's, you know, the annuals often get overlooked. Um, yeah, because yeah, they don't come out in a particular month. You know, it's like they're. Yeah. yeah. And there are some but, annuals that are cool. They're just not good for Fight Club. Like uh, uh, Spider, like uh, the annual after this, uh, the one with uh, Captain Marvel. You know, yeah, like yeah, the one yeah. that introduced Monica Rambo. Right. Fantastic story, great issue. Not not, not so not so great for fight. What I know you aren't that big a fan of Ditko, but what about the first annual? He fights the Sinister Six for the first time. Wouldn't yeah, that be, that'd be a contender, no, right? No, it's why all those fights are one page, Brad. That is true. It's one big splash. Every it? one of those fights is one page. That's true. Yeah. Because he, he beats each of them in one panel, right? One I mean, page. it's cool. It's mighty. It's Spider-Man. And you're like, yeah, Spider-Man can take on all these dudes. Every one of those is a splash page. Spider-Man hitting somebody one to, like it, one time. Is it just one time? I thought there were multiple panels and the knockout is the splash. Uh, maybe so. Yeah, I think you might so. You have to look I, at that one. Ditko issues are not good for Fight Club. They're not. I know. They're but, not. They're just not. Or they're not good for Friday. Pardon me, Friday night fights. They're just they're, yeah. the pacing is all different. Yeah. Um. The, the you, you think you think that they'd be cool, but then when you go back and actually look at them, and ha because like from yeah. a perspective of like I have to look at them and say, okay, yeah, how yeah. much can I even talk about this? The yeah. fights are really short. Yeah. Yeah. They really are. All right. Our next show is in 20 minutes. If you guys want to ask us some questions, I am going to use the facilities. I'm going to turn off my camera and George and JR are going to talk to the fans. You're going to abandon us? I, no, I'm, you, you can, ha you can, you have, I'm giving the reins for a minute. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'll be back in a second. All right. All right. Brad's gone. Okay, now we can talk about him behind his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally, totally. Say all oh, kinds of words. no, oh, God. Uh, fool oh, them, uh, right? Uh, all right, uh, so, yeah, if you have any questions, uh, I, I guess for JR, I will try to kill these uh, 22 minutes before the next Fight Club, which will not take an hour. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking at the uh, YouTube chat, so I can't see Facebook right now. I'm sorry. So if you're I trying to communicate uh, with us on Facebook, I, I, I apologize. All right. Well, now see that now the uh, now the YouTube chat is like you know they were like talking all, all through this. Now they're they're quiet. They have no questions for us, Jr. Well, they probably have to go to the bathroom too. So that's probably a good idea. Chidown so, says uh, Brad has left the Fight Club party as big. Yeah, if you need to go to the can, I mean I'll be here. Ah, all right. Yeah. Actually, I will see you all a little bit. Uh, how far does your comic book histories expand? Uh, Jarrett should take this time to talk more about Revelations or Bart Hamilton. Uh, how far does your comic? I, 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 I don't know what, what I could say uh, about it. Uh, uh, Hamilton, I think I pretty well said everything I wanted to, to say about that. He was a, a, a one-shot villain and with very thin motiva paper motivations. Um, but uh, I was glad to see a Green Goblin. I mean, I wanted to see – I always wanted, I never thought Harry was a really good Green Goblin. I really did because uh, Harry, I always thought, was a confused kid, you know, just a, a troubled kid, not a criminal. And uh, I, I always felt the Green Goblin should be a criminal and a, a mastermind, and Harry was neither, so – um, but I do appreciate why some like the idea of the best friend, my greatest enemy thing, but, uh, doesn't work for me. Um, how far does your comic book histories expand? My, um, I started collecting Spider-Man 
for good back in, uh, I think, 1973 or 1974. It was issue Amazing 134. Uh, that was, I picked up that issue in New Stand of Petersburg, Indiana, and uh, never grew up. Uh, <laughs> started buying Spider-Man from there. Yeah, mine goes back to, uh, I mean, I started, my mom started getting me Spider-Man comics when I was uh, three. So that was 75. Um, but that's, comics are what made me want to read from an early age. But back then, I just, I mainly looked at the cool pictures and drew dinosaurs in there. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then like when I got into high school or uh, junior high and high school, I started to go back and read stuff from like the sixties, uh, and sixties onward, like all the stuff I'd missed. See back when JR and I were younger, uh, you know, a, a comic with a high issue number, like, you know, it, like, like if we were starting, it was like one twenty something didn't, didn't phase us really. We would just be okay. We just jump into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then go back and, and try to find, uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, back issues at like flea flea markets, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it was fun to learn the history of the character. I mean, it wasn't an intimidating thing at all. It was like, holy cow, you know. I mean, this guy's got a rich history or whatever. I got to find out more, you know. Yeah, um, I'm going to take one from Vinkman real quick, and then somebody's got a uh, Star Trek question for you, Jr. Yeah. Uh, George, you always say you don't like the MCU Doctor Strange because they don't have the dialogue right. Uh, could you elaborate more? Yeah, they don't have the voice right. Like in the first movie, Doctor Strange calls somebody uh, an asshole. And I'm like, no, that's not Doctor Strange. It's just not. Uh, up until then, uh, like for the for the first quarter or third of the movie, like where he's the doctor and he, before, you know, he, he goes east um, and finds the ancient one. Uh, it was they actually did a pretty good job, I thought. Uh, but yeah, after that, he's a little little too flippant, little too. It's just in my mind, that's not how Doctor Strange is. And that's going back, you know, of course, that's somebody who loves Doctor Strange comics, goes way far back with Doctor Strange comics. And I'm just like, eh, this is not, they have the voice completely wrong. Um, JR's. Uh, yeah, I got a couple here. Yeah. Next Spider Man history, the month with Web 18. Um, you know, basically, you know, Brad will say, hey, JR, uh, I want to do a Spider-Man, a Spider-History for February and March. And, and then we'll look and we'll see what's available. I mean, I, I don't know if Web 18 is, I know what you're talking about. That's the one where, like, we see the arm, right, of Eddie Brock or whatever. And he's he's pushing Peter into the uh, the railroad tracks or whatever. But uh, we'll just, uh, I mean, we'll see what's available for those months. And then uh, Brad and I will choose. Um JR, have you caught up on Star Trek Discovery? I do not get CBS All Access. Um, I will not pay for it. Um, and I certainly will not pay for Star Trek Discovery. Uh, anything I have read about Star Trek Discovery, um, I mean, again, I can't, ju- I really, I can't judge it. Um, but because uh, I haven't seen a lot of it, I've only seen one episode. It was the episode, first episode, of season two. Um, which was free on YouTube, and it took me three tries to get through it um, because it, I thought it was just so awful. Uh, and it was just everything was made to look like this Michael Burnham character was uh, the hottest shit on earth or in the galaxy or whatever. She's smarter than everybody. It was, it was and I, like I said, it took me three tries to get through that episode. Uh, and the only thing that saved it for me was Captain Pike coming onto the scene. Are you going to watch the Captain Pike series? I, 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 first of all, I will see if they even make it first. Yeah. Um, to be honest, because I'm not. So they've been talking about the the Giorgio Section Thirty One series for years, and we've not seen hide nor hair nor that one. I don't see how Discovery keeps going. I really don't. 
I mean, I, it's not, it, it just doesn't sound like it's very good, you know, but Paramount keeps cranking it out. And uh, first, the first season of Picard, I thought was all, I mean, I didn't watch, I only watched the first episode. It was on YouTube and that bored the hell out of me. There was, uh, I was in no way interested in, in, uh, in uh, episode two. And to be honest, you know, you don't see anything, any merchandising for any of these shows. To me, that yeah. shows how successful or not successful a show is. The licensees are staying the hell away from these shows. I know they finally started airing them on CBS proper. Yeah, because uh, and the ratings have been like abysmal. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I people don't even want to watch it for free. No, no. Uh, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know why Paramount keeps pouring money into it. Yeah, um, I, 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 say, I mean, like I, I, I don't watch it. I mean, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. Although I, I, I I'm not going to watch Discovery because, like, everything I've heard of Discovery. Well, well, first of all, I didn't like their attitude even before the series came out. Mm-hmm. Um. But then, like, you know, like the way the Klingons are, and then, like, you know, you've got people dropping the F-bomb just because we can. Well, that's Picard, yeah. I'm like, yeah. No, that's I mean, that's everything. That's that's all mm-hmm. of that crap. I'm just, no, it's not. I'm done. As a Star Trek fan, I've seen season one and two of Discovery, and I like it. Uh, I like Captain, the one. <laughs> I like Captain Pikes. Uh, I'm glad he's getting an ongoing. I think that's cool. I thought Picard was good. It wrapped up the damage that Nemesis did. So, he had a good... Data and, and Picard ending, Jr. I would recommend. You don't like Next Gen anyway, so it wouldn't be up your alley. <laughs> I like the Next Generation, but it's mm-hmm. uh, it's it's you know again. I mean, I'm a fan of the classic series, but I think uh, you yeah. just like Deep Space Nine more. I do like Deep Space yeah. Nine more. I think I, they, uh, Deep Space Nine started off a little rough, like they all do. Uh, Deep Space Nine was excellent. It was, I agree. Was, I agree was great. You. The last four or five years were, and really, Next Generation season four was terrific mm-hmm. you know the, the fact that next generation never won an emmy for best show or that patrick stewart never won an i emmy, would agree uh was was yeah again that just showed the prejudice about science fiction shows but uh Did picard, you about- seem, picard oh, seems to be like a i don't know what the hell they're doing there the federation is i mean you know it's it's like again it's um it, you know i mean patrick stewart comes out and said yeah this is about trump and brexit who the hell wants to watch that that's not what Star yeah, Trek yeah, that, that that was my thing with um, Discovery. Uh, with Discovery, like before the the before it even came out, you had the producers out there basically saying, "Yeah, we're not make we're only making this for liberals." Mm-hmm. I mean that, that that was the gist they got. I mean, like th- their whole tone was, uh, "Yeah, <laughs> if you're if you're if, if you don't agree with us politically, you don't need to watch this show." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Way to way to just piss off half your audience." Well, they and throw them out. Th- those people are so weird. That they had a writer, and I forget his name, but he was he was black. He was African American, and he was telling a story of how he had been treated when he was young, and he used the N word to describe what somebody had said to him. Yeah, and he and they reported somebody report was so thin skinned they reported him and said he was creating a hostile environment using that word, and he yeah. was using that word as a black man who had been talked to that way. So. I just, I, I just don't like lunatics are, are, are in the writer's room. <laughs> I, I just don't like anything where, where you just, you, you just, you want to enforce your own worldview on people and tell them, Oh, Hey, if you don't agree with this, don't even, don't even bother watching this. Mm-hmm. I'm, from you. And I, I'm like looking at that and I'm like, what, what kind of sense does that make from a business standpoint? Yeah. You know, Mary has a good comment about how season three of discovery is following the Star Trek pattern. Where it's better than the previous two, there, 
they're in the far 32nd century now, yeah. which, which I'll take, your, I'll take your word for it, but uh, yeah. there's just absolutely nothing that makes me interested in seeing it. Uh, you know, I mean, I've seen the ads or whatever, and it's, you know, well, Michael Burnham, you are the hope. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. You know? <laughs> somebody, somebody, I saw somebody mention um, Mandalorian. Mandalorian is, mm-hmm. is amazing. Did you oh see the, the one that dropped Friday? No spoilers. Yes. Yes. Ooh, that was good. Oh, that my was great. God. And, and I'm looking at that, and I'm like, it must be frustrating for J.J. Yeah. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy to see how much mm-hmm. how, how much excitement <clears throat> and momentum yeah. gets generated off of one Mandalorian episode compared to three Ray Palpatine movies. Um, you, you should totally have, uh, Favreau in charge of it. Oh, Favreau and Filoni both. Yeah. 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 They, they need to be in charge of Kathleen Kennedy needs to be shown the door so bad. Yeah. So bad. they're not going to, it's, it's, I, not I, have, I have just been amazed because in, I've seen in business and so many other things <clears throat> where people who don't make enough money get fired, you know, mm. maybe you make money, but you make a buck 10 on, you know, on your dollar, but not a buck a quarter, the, you know, <clears> the, they, they want you to make a buck and a quarter and buck 10 is not good enough. So they'll fire you. But here is yeah. somebody who has destroyed a franchise, yeah. destroyed it. I mean, you used to go into toy stores and there'd be Star Wars sections, yeah. you know, and that, <laughs> there's nothing now. I mean, she literally the second move, second and third movies made a billion dollars less. The merchandising went into the crapper. And she's still yeah. there, and it's like, how does that she's happen? Still, yeah, yeah. Who does she have? Who does she have dirty pictures on? <laughs> so, yeah. what's the uh, is she? What number is the shocker fight? Is it sixty nine? Uh, sixty two. Sixty two. Okay, let me look that up real quick. I will get that up here for the next episode. But yeah, I, I, Spencer makes us. Spencer makes us watch the Mandalorian uh, every week. Uh, and Friday, uh, probably. <laughs> it had, yeah, exactly. We watched it yesterday or whatever. To me, it's highs so and lows. It's highs and lows. Like, for example, uh, I like the worm episode, you know, but the second one kind of left me cold. Um, then the one the, with Katie Stack. the spider one? Um, <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, was that the, the second one, the spider one? Yeah. Uh, I think the spider one was second. Yeah. One. That one just, I, I don't even remember that one. That just left, you know, yeah. the Katie Sackoff one was okay, but then this one picked up. You know, well, now the, the the Katie Sackoff one and the one that came out Friday, um, that's got a lot of stuff in there for people who watched uh, <clears throat> Home yeah, Wars Home and Wars. Rebels. Yeah, yeah. And so oh, you, Spencer explains all that to me. I yeah. look at him and he explains what happened. I, I so, started watching uh, Clone Wars. Do you recommend it, George? It's okay. No, it's amazing. Oh, you liking it? Oh, I love Clone Wars. Yes, yeah. Clone Wars and Rebels. They were both okay. amazing series. Absolutely. Yeah, Spencer like Spencer like Clone Wars. Very yeah. good storytelling. Just amazing storytelling. Yeah, yeah he says it redeem. I, I, when I asked Spencer, I said, Spencer, did, did, did Clone Wars redeem Anakin and make, instead of making him look like a sullen asshole? And he said, oh, yeah, they made Anakin look cool. You know, they, uh, you know, they kind of brought all that back, uh, you know. Yeah. The, so, the Anakin in the Clone War series is uh, exponentially more yeah. interesting and cooler than <clears throat> Hayden Christian's uh, Anakin. Mm-hmm. In the Vinkman says the only reason everybody's raving about the Mandalorian is because everything Disney's done with Star Wars is utter cack. Uh, well, everything with them the sequels, yeah. Well, yeah, Rogue One was good. That Vader Rogue scene One at the was end. amazing. Rogue One yeah, was Rogue amazing. One was awesome. I, I didn't lie. I thought it bored the hell out of me until they all started dying. Then when they all started dying, then it got really interesting. Yeah. Because it was showing you something different. You know, it was showing you about the, the stakes, you know. But otherwise, other than that, prior to that, I just thought it was a bore. But, uh, yeah. 
uh, Town was like, you have to watch them. You have to watch them. All right. I, I, I started, I watched at least three last night. Cause you should, after, you should, you should watch them with Ava. Ava will really get into, uh, I can't get her to watch the original movies. She, I, I like, it's got a princess in it. Have, try to try to get her watching Clone Wars because she okay. and, and see if she connects with Ahsoka. <laughs> okay, uh, in that because uh, Ahsoka's uh, like a see, we're we're coming into like a period where where like if you're a little girl if you're if you're little if you're like a toddler you want princess yeah. stuff but if you get to you know start being Ava's age what is Ava now like ten. nine ten, ten. I'm about to say ten. they they don't want that anymore they want. They want, you know, action role model. They want like the right. Wonder Woman. She probably likes Wonder Woman. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll watch I mean? that on Christmas Day when it comes yeah, out. Yeah, uh, have yeah. Have her, yeah, let her start, watch, see if she'll get into Clone Wars. And then if she gets into Clone Wars, you, you she may want to go back and watch other things. I was, you'd think it, she could get into Clone Wars without seeing any Star Wars movies because I can't get her to watch yes. those. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. All right. Yeah, you know it's funny because I watched the I took Spencer to the Clone Wars movie years and years ago, you yeah. know, and that was with like the purple, the, the purple uh, hut that talked like uh, uh, Truman Capote or whatever. Yes, and I said, God, yes. this is awful. I'm not, I'm not you know, seeing and, that. And Spencer told me he said that was the worst. He said that was the worst yeah. thing. That was just he said that was almost like proof of concept or something. He said the series was much better. Yeah, so, don't judge it by the movie. The series is far far better. Yeah. So I was reading online like Wikipedia. I should watch the first two episodes of the series. Then the movie, then come back to the series, I think is what they said, what I read. What are you talking about? The, um, it, it, where I fit the movie into the watching of it. What? Uh, oh, yeah. Don't don't bother with the movie. You don't have to watch the movie at all. <laughs> just watch just watch the series. The series. Go go watch all of, uh, I think it's like seven seasons. Yeah, of there's Clone seven. Wars. And, then, and then go watch the, uh, the seasons of Rebels. Yeah. Vinkman says, are you watching Star Wars trilogy or the crappy unwatchable special edition? I was watching the ones on Disney plus. So I guess the crappy special editions, which um, I went, I went in the late nineties and saw those in the theater. I remember those before I, before I forget, uh, yeah. Matt, Matthew bird was asking me a question earlier. I'll scroll up here. When's he searching the fraud senator? He mentions the kid. Oh, he was talking about, he has a question for uh, spider history. Oh. I mean, jeopardy a while back. Oh, uh, uh, here, here it is right here. My question. I, you, no, I, you, yeah, I see it. Okay. Well, it? I mean, every, everyone's seen it now. Um, Matt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, try to send it to me via our Facebook page. Yeah. See if you can like, uh, like send me, send <clears> me <throat> over there. Yeah. Uh, just watch the Clone Wars series. Don't bother with the movie again. Yeah. Just- Kenneth. Yeah, the, the the movie. Don't if you start with the movie, you're going to end up like, why am I going to watch? Why was the movie so bad? Would, wouldn't that be the draw of the series? They, they didn't. They didn't have the right voice. I don't think for the movie. They didn't, they didn't really know what they yeah. wanted it to be at that point. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and also the animation is not as good as it is in the series. And then wow. uh, the animation still holds up. It's what ten years, yeah. fifteen years what, old. And the purple hut that talks like Truman Capote is pretty distracting. He he know? actually he actually is in in the series, but not not for very long. Ira, I, I don't think you can watch the theatrical versions anymore. I think the, the special edition is all you can get. I could be wrong. Huh. Hey, um, coming up in about five minutes, we're going to start a new feed. So look again. We're going to review Amazing Spider-Man 72, Rocked by the Shocker. 72, yeah, that's what it is, 72. Good-looking uh, John Romita Sr., I'm guessing. Yep, Jazzy Johnny Romita. Cover. Hornet Exodus. The only reason I don't throw out my VCR is because I still have the original versions on VHS. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Matt's going to send you a PM. 
So, you know, it's funny. I will say this because I saw Star Wars in the theater back in '77 when it first came out. Yeah, and uh, we uh, we got we got Disney Plus, and I uh, finally sprung for a a large screen uh, high def TV. And uh, it's funny when you put in the old VCR. It's like watching Star Wars in the theater, you know, <laughs> just, you know, how, how grainy it looks and kind of how washed out it looks in the movies. Like it's really watching in the theater. When I first saw it streamed on a high def TV, I was yeah. blown away. I mean, that was not, oh, yeah. the same, that was not the same movie that I had watched. In Cause the it, theaters. cause it looks like it came out last year. Yeah. yeah. You know, in, in, in fact, though, it almost, it almost hurt the movie because you could, I think you could, you could see what were matte paintings, for example. You know, oh, I mean, you yeah. would see like when they were on the Death Star or whatever, you're saying that's a painting. <laughs> that's yeah. not a set. That's a painting. George, uh, did you see the first Star Wars in the theater? I was too young. I, Empire I was the first one I saw. I did. Uh, I yeah. got uh, my parents took me to see the first Star Wars and I uh, yeah. fell asleep because I was I was a little dude. I was only like five and I yeah. fell asleep during the uh, right before the Death Star battle. Uh, battle like, I fell asleep right before the Battle of Yavin. As Star Wars fans would, <laughs> I, I've I've talked to I've you know it's funny I don't know I never it, I, I'd always hope Spencer would be like I, mean, I was thinking oh man I hope he's not a nerd like me you know he goes and he's he's a big athlete and all that stuff and well you know he's 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 like me uh, but I try to tell him I said you know you really don't I mean he likes Star Wars he likes Star Wars a lot better than I do but I said you really don't know unless you were there just how big of an impact it had mm-hmm. yeah it just it's just hard to it's hard to explain because it seems like it's always been with us, you know, yeah. but I just remember when it came out, you know, because really up, up to that time, the sixties and seventies science fiction had kind of been, you know, nihilistic, soylent green, gritty, environmental, we're all going to die kind of like now. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. and then when star Wars came out, I mean, you know, first with the, with the robots joking and talking like normal people and insulting each other and, and, and all this, the space where it was just, it was unbelievable. I mean, yeah. you hadn't seen anything like it. You know, who, it just, who it's just it. hard to convey that, you know, who, that just how, just how revolutionary it was. You know, who took notice of it was Paramount pictures. They knew what was up. They, they said, we got this little thing called star Trek. Let's revive it, that. It, it's funny because like when you, when you try to explain to people today who weren't there for it, um, you know, you try to describe to them uh, how the hype before Empire came out, Empire Strikes Back, and, yeah. and how long the lines were yeah. to get them to see Empire. They can't fathom it because you had way fewer theaters back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you didn't have multiplexes with six theaters. Yeah, during yeah. The but also, it's because it's stuff like Star Wars that we do. Um, but uh, I remember, I'll never forget when my when my parents took me to see Empire. And of course, I was older then, so I was able to stay awake to the entire damn movie, you know, and I was into it and everything. And and I'll never forget the moment when when Darth Vader tells Luke that he's his dad. And like everybody back then, people don't understand like how mind blowing that was. <laughs> and I remember being slack jawed and looking up at my father who was sitting next to me. My dad's looking at me like this. <laughs> He's got this evil smile on his face, like yeah, yes. And I was like, oh God, no, this isn't right. Why? Why? I am your father, George. Yeah. Hey, uh, it, it, uh, no, I'm sorry. Just it was funny. Real quickly, what was funny was I tell Spencer, everybody says Empire is the best Star Wars movie. I said, but yeah. remember, when it came out in 1980, and we watched it, and all the loose ends, a lot of us sat there and said, "That's it." 
really? that's it. We've got to wait three more years to see oh. all these. You know, I didn't say that. I, I, I spent three years wondering if Darth Vader lied to him or not. Yeah, yeah no I, doubt. I, I did. It's like, I, I feel like I watched half the story. Where's the rest of the story? Well, that's a wrap on that episode. I hope you liked it. Uh, one more time before we wrap it all up, I want to remind you about uh, patreon.com slash crawlspace. Log on there to get exclusive thank you content, which uh, one of them is the Spire Satellites, where we review all the books that aren't amazing on that episode. That's a thank you to people that help support this podcast on our website each and every month through Patreon. There's also several other podcasts that are up there that are fun to listen to. Uh, I think you'll get a kick out of. But again, it's patreon.com slash crawlspace for exclusive content and also support things you like, like this podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody.